0: And now we're recording. All right. Do you want to tell the listeners where we are and who you are?
1: Hello, listeners. (laughs) I am Jade Sylvan, and we are on my roof um, in Cambridge. I have a rooftop access situation, and I have a hammock up here. And I'm sitting on my hammock looking at the Prudential on this lovely early fall day. Nice.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about, oh, guys, yeah, this is a person about town. Thank you for listening, et cetera. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about how you found this place and, like, how long you've lived here?
1: Um, so I found this place through a friend of mine who um, I know through teaching yoga. And uh, she knew this person who was moving into this apartment about four years ago um, who needed a roommate. And I needed... A similar situation, so I moved in, and I've lived here ever since. Eventually, um, my roommate moved out to live with her partner, and my partner moved in. So now I kind of, we kind of have it all to ourselves, which is totally awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> like that never happens. I feel like I mean, well, I mean, you know, I in my adult life I've lived in a lot of shitty living situations and so I it's really nice to live somewhere that I love that I love living in you know um which is why I've stayed here for so long
0: (laughs) so have you lived in those shitty situations in Boston or elsewhere
1: yes (laughs) both um I mean yeah (laughs) I before I lived in Boston I, I was from Indiana and I um I had one apartment that I really liked in Indiana but then I had um another one that was terrible and garbage and like that had a basement I mean it was basically a whole house and I rented it out with two other people and like the basement would flood with sewage and it was disgusting and I mean I was 19 so I didn't know any better I was just like this is what happens (laughs) but no it's not um and then when I moved here um actually the first apartment I lived in was really really nice but the owner uh sold it and also it was in Brighton and I didn't like Brighton It's (laughs) it's a little far and I was 24 at the time so I was like I want to be where the cool stuff is, so I moved to Somerville and I lived in several sketchy slums <laughs> and <laughs> and then I moved here, so <laughs>
0: that's I'm currently in a Somerville slum situation
1: how How is that working out for you um well, we got to get the floor fixed, which
0: is never a sentence I thought I'd have to say.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's Somerville. That's what yeah. it's like living there. Um, I've been to your apartment because very briefly, because I, I was at a party there, and I went to the bathroom, and it seemed pretty nice, you know.
0: You didn't look down. See, no, that's a,
1: didn't. <laughs> what. What is wrong
0: with the floor? Um, the tiles are just coming off. And, like, it's little pieces of tiles that were made in the 60s, so you know they've got to be made of something that could kill you.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just, like, all lead. It's just, like, lead (laughs) tile. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Well, the location is great, though. Like, You're right next to the (laughs) T. I know. I lived in Davis for four years. In two separate places, but I lived there for four years. (laughs) So, wait, what brought you from Indiana to Boston? Um, well, the short answer is I wanted to live somewhere gayer, because okay. um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to Indiana. I think
0: I drove through it
1: once. Right. It's not very gay. No. Um, <laughs> unless, unless corn is gay. Um, well, <laughs> I could tell you some stories, okay. but I, uh, I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> there might be kids listening, no. Um, <laughs> there aren't, okay. No, but, um, no, Indiana is not, not a very gay-friendly place. I mean, not only that, it's just, it's very conservative and, right. you know, I, um... I wanted to be a weird artist, and, uh, my best friend was moving here, um, and he was an artist, and I was like, let's try that place, and I've lived here ever since, and yeah, I just have, have never had anything be appealing enough to leave, I guess, so, um, yeah, but I'm here by default at this point, but I've lived here longer than I lived almost anywhere, I think, I think almost anywhere, wow, damn, (laughs) There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So wait,
0: when did you, like, feel like, yes, I would like to be an artist, and what kind of drew you towards that?
1: Um, well, I think having, like, you know, crushing depression from the <laughs> time I was very young, you know, it kind of funneled me into that. Right. Like, that just seemed to be the path to take because it, um... I don't know, that was one of the only places where I got a lot of encouragement from people. And uh, also it seemed like in the popular narratives that I saw, it seemed like that was like a thing that somebody who has, you know, severe depression can do and like be productive in society. So that was kind of my idea, I guess. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So uh, in case the listeners don't know, can you tell them a little bit about the different types of art that you do? You were carrying a handkerchief. I
1: am. That's so cool. I've never seen anyone, like, outside my grandfather. I haven't seen anyone do it. I try to um, to keep my, you know, carbon footprint as small as possible. That's super responsible. And I also, I blow my nose incessantly, and the amount of tissues that I would use otherwise would be um, astronomical. So, you know, I just, I mean, I still use a lot of tissues, um, but it makes me feel better to just carry around it a handkerchief, and then I wash them, it's nice, you know, I don't know, like maybe, you know, and it's really like, I mean, I do have supposedly bad allergies, and also, um, I have a deviated septum, sorry, I hit your thing, Um, but I also think that uh, a large part of my nose blowing is just like a a nervous tick, because uh, my brother does it too, and my dad, so I mean, it really, yeah, I, I don't know how much is truly... Like, because of sinus issues and how much is just, like, a a nervous thing that I do. But it doesn't really matter, because I've done it my whole life, and I don't think I'm going to stop. So, handkerchiefs is what I was saying.
0: I like that acceptance of, like, it doesn't matter. This is how I am. I'm going to do it.
1: (laughs) Right. It hasn't, you know, it hasn't put too many people off of me. Maybe. I don't know. Wait, what were we talking about? The type
0: of art that you do, or the different types of art that you do around town.
1: Hmm. I... I like to think of myself as most mainly a writer. I used to do a lot of um slam poetry and performance poetry and stuff. I haven't really done that in a while. I've written different sorts of books and essays and poetry obviously, and I I wrote a, a play that came out last year and I'm right now I'm I'm hoping to write more like fiction. I'm I'm trying to work on that right now. But so I I, I consider that to be like my main thing uh but i've also done a lot of producing like I, i've produced a lot of of shows and and events around town and um i also perform i was just in a play called uh the tea party i saw that oh you did yeah, yeah. did i see you i don't know in the you audience i don't, I, I don't okay. like to like Okay, no. Hey, he just did this thing. I'm gonna attack you. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> that, that doesn't seem like a useful thing, so I tend to not do it. But it's like, yeah, I saw that. Oh no, cool. Yeah. I would have liked to, um, to say hi. But yeah, no. I, like, I'm. I, I think I'm like such a. In in a lot of ways I think I'm quite introverted so Really? Yeah. Like when I do a play like that it takes a lot out of me. So oftentimes when I'm done I just wanna go home and so it's hard like when people come and they like wanna say hi and I'm just like, I've used all of my spoons <laughs> like, I have never heard that phrase. I've used all of my spoons. I've seen it I've I've seen it on like mental health websites about like you know, how many how many spoons of energy you have and like yeah. what you can put them towards and like so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So but you know, like I mean I I have extroverted tendencies, but it, it's not like I yeah, it's 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 hard for me to it takes a lot out of me to do that, like, mm. consistently. So yeah, I might have just been very like awkward and short and been like, Hey yay, <laughs> we're dancing to prince. Woo, okay, I'm gonna go well, I'm itchy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I have allergies. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, like, they use, like, the detergent and, like, I'm, like, I'm so high-maintenance, like, in so many ways. Like, I just use, like, all of the all of the, you know, non-scented detergents and, like, they do the laundry for you at the play and they're, like, using whatever with, like, the summer fresh scent and it's like, ah, I've got eczema. I'm sorry. We were talking about... (laughs) Okay. I understand completely because I
0: also have eczema and I also can't use anything with, like, scents and dyes and stuff.
1: It sucks because nobody understands. Stop being a baby. Yeah. My skin's all broken (laughs) up. Yeah, like, and then it, like, flakes off (laughs) and it's disgusting and it itches and then you're like, that person itching themselves. <laughs> like nobody wants that. So um yeah, I've done performance and uh I've done some burlesque esque stuff. I don't think I've really done traditional burlesque. I've mostly done just like weird naked performance art, you know, random stuff. <laughs> nice. That that's what I've that's what I do, world.
0: You also have a very distinct aesthetic style. Like when I see you around town, you're always
1: dressed really cool. Really? What informs that? Oh that's nice. Well, I guess the short answer, I don't know if this is going to be a short answer, but like, okay, so what you're, what you see me in now, which is basically a men's Hanes A shirt with no bra and like men's shorts, which I only put on because you were coming over. Um, like usually at home, I literally am only wearing underpants and that's all. And if it's cold, like maybe a t-shirt, that's how I'm most comfortable and when I'm going out in a social situation, I figure I use clothes to sort of, you know, as as sort of a translation device, like a Babel fish between me and, like, the world around me because I feel like they can do a lot of communicative work, yeah. you know? So I just really try to have fun with what I'm wearing because I think that that's part of being... That's part of the fun of being a human in a body you know like I don't know and like I I guess I identify as gender fluid and so it's a lot of fun to me to like move between masculine and feminine styles or combine them or my favorite thing is when I go out and people are like I didn't even recognize you I love that like that just makes me so happy because I think that I don't know, it's a big way I self-express and also a big way that I handle, I think, being introverted and also going out (laughs) into the world. (laughs) Do you ever sometimes,
0: sometimes if I am feeling, I'm not introverted, but sometimes I will feel like, I don't
1: really want to, I don't really want to do this. So I'll put on something that's almost like a costume in a way. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I feel that way. I sort of feel like, I I didn't want to use the word costume because I feel like that carries a connotation of being like insincere. But, yeah, I definitely feel that way. Like, I I put on, you know, a costume to go out and be social. Like, if I'm going to go out and be social, like, that's going to do part of the work for me. (laughs) So, yeah, totally.
0: And you have a bunch of tattoos. Do you want to talk about some of them? Oh, sure.
1: I kind of forget that I have them (laughs) at this point because I've been getting them for so long. But I think I've got about 20, depending on how you count them. Okay. And uh, a lot of them are... I mean, some of them are, I, like, when I first started, like they all had to be super meaningful and, like, all this stuff, and, like, a lot of them still are, and I think they all are meaningful in one one regard or another, but they're not, like, this needs to express exactly my soul. Like, some of them can just be, like, I liked this. Like, my favorite one is this dinosaur. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a, yeah, they can't, they can't see it, <laughs> but. It's the skeleton of a dinosaur. Yeah, it's a Tyrannosaurus skeleton, and, I don't know, it's just badass. Like, it's a fucking dinosaur. Like, what do you want like... And it's a skeleton, so it's like mortality, I don't know. It's also sort of in a fetal position, so there's all sorts of, like, you know, poetic reasons I could have for having it. But basically i just liked it
0: <laughs> where did you find like did you see it somewhere and you're like i want that or was it
1: yeah it was a piece of art actually it was a um a poster that was on a friend's wall oh, and i i don't remember the illustrator but other people have recognized it and they know who the illustrator was but i just loved it so much and i'd always wanted a dinosaur skeleton or just really just a dinosaur tattoo because i don't think you see enough of them and i've been obsessed with dinosaurs since i was a kid <laughs> really <laughs> yeah and um I took a picture of it. I mean, this was like when, you know, you first had the flip phones with the cameras on it and it was exciting. So I like took a picture of it and like transferred it onto my computer and sent it to my <laughs> tattoo artist yeah. and she just did that and made a tattoo of it. Nice. And then I've got a lot of religious inspired tattoos mm-hmm. because I am a religion nerd <laughs> and <laughs> I've never heard anyone describe themselves yeah i i there are some of us there are some of us but like yeah no i'm a i'm total religion nerd and i'm a yoga teacher and i i have a lot of deities from various religions and symbols from various traditions that this is actually not one of those this is a i was just kind of looking at my body to remind myself (laughs) what i what i (laughs) had like this is buddha and this is shiva and it's a a specific form of shiva which is part part male part female part god part goddess because there's a lot of gender fluidity and myths about shiva and that i like that because that's how i identify but this one is actually an illustration from a children's book most people probably wouldn't know it's this writer from arizona called bird Baylor, and it's a woman in the desert the shooting star and it yeah it's from this children's book called i'm in charge of celebrations and it's all about how the main character this woman doesn't doesn't like to go by the holidays on the calendar she makes up her own holidays and one of her holidays is shooting star day where she saw a bunch of shooting stars and i'm like yeah fuck yeah make your own holidays so anyway yeah You
0: said you sent it to your tattoo artist. Do you go to the same person every time?
1: Most of these are done by the same person. Um, This one or two people. So this one and this one are done by Jen Jake up in Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. And most of these guys are done by um, Sandra Burble at Kaleidoscope in Cambridge, who's amazing. She's she's the best, everybody should go to her. (laughs) This one I got done by a random person in Reykjavik because I was in Iceland and I was like, I want this Viking thing because I'm a tourist piece of trash. (laughs) <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah, it's a helm of awe. It's a Viking symbol that they would put on their, they would, they would brand onto their foreheads before battle and it's supposed to inspire terror in your enemies yeah Yeah, right I would assume (laughs) yeah so I I was like I need more of that energy in my life so I got a huge tattoo of it and the funny thing is the dude who was like it was it was an Iceland tattoo shop I mean in Reykjavik and the dude who ended up being free to tattoo me was Venezuelan And, like, he was on tour. He was, yeah. like, a touring tattoo artist, and he just happened to be there that week. And I was just like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, great. This is the world now. This is, you know. Was he like, I, in my week here, I've done three of this? Um, yes. But but he was, like, he actually helped me out a little bit because there were two uh, symbols that I was deciding between. And there's one that Bjork, the singer, has that's a different symbol than this but i i went when i was thinking of going to iceland i was like oh i'm gonna get a tattoo of that on me but then when i got there i found this symbol and i saw a lot of icelanders who actually had this symbol tattooed on right. them and i was like that makes a really cool tattoo yeah. you know and so when i was going there when i went to the shop i went back and forth between like which which one i should get right. and the dude was just like don't get that one, meaning the one that Bjork has, because that's what all the tourists get. Get this one, because this is what the Icelanders get. And I'm nice. like, cool, okay, yeah. Cause like, I mean, I am a total tourist, but like, <laughs> but at least I feel cooler, yeah, like, totally. Because I did see a lot of Icelanders who had this tattooed on them, so I'm like, cool, okay. Nice. <laughs> so wait, when did you go to Iceland? Last about a year ago, actually. Yeah.
0: And how long were you there?
1: About ten days. Nice. It was awesome. It was the best. I went with my girlfriend I'd wanted to go there since I was a kid, yeah, since I was in high school pretty much and we we went and we rented a car and we drove all around it was it was awesome, it was so great we like we camped, and like everyone was so nice and like it was just beautiful, and we saw the northern lights and like we we like snorkeled in like a freshwater fissure between two tectonic plates like, and like drank water that was filtered through a volcano. Like, And, like, galloped on horses. What? Yeah, no, on, like, a beach underneath a waterfall that was, like, from a melted glacier. And, like, it was, like, insane. It was insane. It was the best. Yeah, everybody should go, basically. And they're really nice. And I think they make most of their money off of tourism, so they really like tourists, you know. Just don't, you know, don't be a dick. I try not to. I was a little bit of a dick, probably, but... (laughs) Why do you say that? Well, I mean, like, because I'm American. (laughs) I'm white, I'm American, I'm, like, I don't know, like, I don't even know, probably, like, half the time. Like, but, like, there was this one time where, like, the, the Icelandic horses are really cool there, um, and they're they're a big part of the culture there, and we saw this horse field, and we stopped the car, and we went up to, like, sort of pet the horses that were near the fence, and I had some sugar cubes, and, like, growing up, it was, like, when we met horses, we, like, gave them sugar cubes, and I was like, I'm going to give it a sugar cube. And, like, I gave him a sugar cube, and it totally liked it, but then, like, its owner came by on, like, her, like, you know, vehicle. I don't know what it was, and was like, in Icelandic, like, get away from them or whatever, and the horses left. And I was like, oh, I was totally just an asshole. <laughs> like, like, they totally have, like, a special diet. They feed their horses, and they don't know what I was feeding them, and they're like, oh, fucking Taurus. And I was like, oh, I was just that person. So I tried not to do that again. Right.
0: Yeah. I definitely, I, I traveled uh, abroad recently, I was like, oh, I am, I am an American, like, I am 100%, like, but me, though, like, I'm having an issue, why are you not solving my issue? Where were you? Sorry. I was in Amsterdam, and there was a part when I was, I was going from Paris to Amsterdam, I was on a train, it stops in Brussels, and there was, like, no one to help you in the train station. Like, you have to get off one train and go to the other. But they give you no information on the tr- on the ticket. It just says Brussels to Amsterdam. But there's no, like, what the name of the train is, what the number is. And so I'm just like, I don't speak the language at all. Is there a, an English speaker? There should be for me. And I was like, oh, God, I'm an asshole.
1: Yeah. I was on a train, that reminds me, I was on a train in um on France once with another American. And, like, I remember... We were having a conversation. I didn't think it was that loud, but, like, I did notice that we were the only people speaking on the train. And, like, I was just like, oh, I guess everyone else is just tired. I don't know. But then later I found out that, like, the... It's rude to like have speak at a normal volume on a train in France or something. Oh, really? And yeah, and every, and like we were to- like that was such a stereotype of Americans that they just come <laughs> on trains and they're like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, God, see, I didn't even know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not something you, you Yeah. Just like assume. But yeah. I guess for them, they would also like get on a train and be like, why is everyone screaming? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So Iceland was awesome. That sounds I great. highly recommend going. Yeah. There are little sheep everywhere. Like, the type you can make sweaters out of? I don't know a lot about. that. Again, yeah, they <laughs> okay. yeah, they make, that's like their two big things is they have horses that are special that are like no other horses in the world. And then they have these little sheeps that are really cute. Mm-hmm. And they have special wool that they make these special ridiculous Icelandic sweaters out of. Okay, well, it, was it cold or like, what was the weather Um, well, we went in September and it was getting pretty cold. Like, I I know they have a summer there and it wasn't that bad, but I mean, it it definitely got colder earlier. And I know that it's like, almost like Alaska where in the summer it has midnight sun and in the winter it's dark all the time. So it was, yeah, (laughs) it was getting toward that time of year. But I, I do remember like, I was thinking, oh, September won't be that cold yet. And, um... You know, there were three nights where we planned to camp, and no, four. And the third night, we were up in the northern part, and we found this campsite, and, like, it was freezing. It was so cold. And, like, we pitched, like, a, our tent, and we just snuggled up, and, we, you know, like, and, and we got through the night or whatever. And then the morning, we went into the, like, community center where, you know, you're supposed to, like, pay your, like, $10 or whatever for your campsite. And the lady there was like, you camped? <laughs> Uh, it's almost winter here. What are you doing? (laughs) I was like, just shut up and take my money. (laughs) So the next night we went to a hostel. (laughs) So we were like, "Mm, okay, somebody's telling us something. (laughs) But yeah, it was cool. See, don't know if this is real or if I'm just... I shouldn't think about it. My sneezing. My sneezing and blowing my nose. I'm also getting over a little cold. I don't think I should be contagious anymore, but just so you know. I'm kind
0: of... I have a cold all the time. Like, or it's allergies or maybe just an overall weak immune system. I'm constantly, like, sneezing and <laughs> gross, so I won't... I'm oh, fine. so
1: you understand. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend handkerchiefs. I mean, yeah. because like <laughs> you
0: have, like, a nice little flower imported on yeah,
1: you. Yeah, well, this one, actually... I mean, I. it's hard to find them, um, and I think that if I maybe shopped at old people's stores, I could I find them better, because I, I look for them, and I... like. Like I buy them on Etsy and like they're expensive and they're like oh these like antique linen things I don't know but like my parents gave these to me because they bought me bought them for my grandmother and then my grandmother died before they could give them to her so they were like we thought that we, you'd like these and I was like yep so so now I have these but I'm like I should get more because these are like quality handkerchiefs you know I think in, in this may be weird I know that a few thrift stores sell
0: them. So if you're willing to like wash it a couple times, it's yeah. used, then yeah, there's uh, there's quite a range.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what I got the ones from Etsy that were old and oh, used. Okay. So yeah. I mean I'm I'm not opposed to them. And I mean a lot of the other the ones I started off with were um like hand me downs from my other grandmother. Nice. Um so so yeah, I'm not opposed to right. somebody else's snot having been <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> on a handkerchief. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've exhausted my handkerchief knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have
0: already vastly exceeded the knowledge that I had, so...
1: I like your glasses. Oh, thank you. The roundness. I'm really digging, like, the round glasses mm-hmm. coming, like... And I don't know... If it's because I grew up with Harry Potter, like, I don't know if that's why I like them so much. But, like, when my girlfriend was buying new glasses, she was like, help me shop for them. And I, like, kept being like, how about these round ones? How about these round ones? How about these round ones? And I'm like, is this a thing? Like, what is, you know? So, but I'm really digging, like, the cool round glasses that I see so many people wear.
0: I get them for dirt cheap online. Yeah, that's
1: what yeah. got hers online too.
0: Where? Which website did she go to? Um,
1: Warby Parker. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I like Warby Parker because
0: they do give like a pair of glasses to a kid in need in like a uh, like developing country. But I go to a different place because it's like a third as expensive. Oh, yeah, so like. Uh, Warby
1: Crazy. Although, I mean, from what I remember about buying glasses, that seemed it seems to be reasonable because I remembered glasses costing like two hundred dollars. It's great. Like, if you go to the optometrist and yeah. buy glasses there, like even a lens crafters or something, it's
0: like three hundred dollars for a pair of glasses. And I'm like, I bought these for like thirty five dollars. That's
1: good. Yeah. That's what it should be. Yeah, and they're prescription, right? Yeah. yeah, like that's what I mean. So when when Sue was getting uh, hers, it was like. Her glasses, I think, were, like, $99 each or yeah. something like that. And I was like, that's fucking cheap. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, when I used to wear glasses, they were, like, if the cheapest ones you could get were, like, 200 and something. Yeah. But I don't wear glasses anymore. Contacts? No, I got LASIK. Really? I got LASIK 14, 13 years ago. Wow. How was that? I mean, I haven't had to wear glasses in that amount of time. Um, I, You know, I mean... It was great. It's great. It was great. <laughs> like, and people, they're like, you know, do you have trouble with your night vision or, like, whatever? And I'm like, well, it's hard for me to know because I think it's also just kind of hard to see at night. Yes, it's dark. <laughs> so I'm not really, like, yeah, I mean, I guess I noticed a little bit, like, maybe a little bit of, like, more blurriness at night when I was driving and stuff. But, like, compared to... I mean, I hated, like, I would get allergic to the contacts, and I also, like, would hate having stuff on my face and right. stuff, like, just, it drove me crazy, and I like how glasses look, and I think they look great, but also the really big, the really big deciding factor was, so I was pretty sure, um, being a hippie, that the world was going to end, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I thought it was going to end by now, and I'm still not convinced that, you know, we're not, we're not close, um, but like, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to have to be dependent on technology. Cause I was so, you know, I mean, I was so blind. Like I would yeah. have, I would have been, you know, oh. barefoot in like five seconds if I didn't have glasses. <laughs> I'm imagining like a whole movie where this takes place. Sorry. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I was like, you know, when, when shit goes down and I need to like, you know, be a warrior organic farmer, yeah. you know, to stay alive, I am not going to have be able to rely on these, like, flimsy pieces of plastic. I need to have, like, my eyesight, you know? So I made that investment, and I haven't regretted it.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Like, now I'm thinking about, like, the ways in which
1: my life will not be supported yeah. during the apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, and that just seemed very, very, like, urgent to me. Because, like, when you think about how we're such sight-reliant animals, yeah. and... I don't know how bad your eyes are, but, like, mine, I wouldn't even really be able to see you. I'd be able to see, like, your hands, <laughs> and then, like, beyond that, I'd be like, okay, there's a person here, you know? But Yeah, so I wouldn't be able to, like, I, I mean, I would be dead. <laughs> like, you know, like, I would be, so, and just thinking about, you know, if if the infrastructure wasn't there to create these glasses and to create this uh, these items by which I saw, I would just be very very screwed, and that that was very upsetting to me. That makes sense. So I was like, you know, why not why not just invest in this surgery that will make that not an issue? Also, I mean, just from a from an economical standpoint, it's like, especially when glasses cost like, used to cost, like, $300. You know, I was just like, okay. I was like, okay, this is going to cost, like, X amount of money up front. But then I'm not going to need to buy, like, glasses and contacts and, like, go to the eye doctor all the time. Because, like, they say, oh, you're supposed to still go to the eye doctor. No, you don't need yeah. to. Go. Like, you know, like, I've, I think I've gone, like, twice the whole time, you yeah. know. Yeah, like, just to make sure that everything's all right, you know. I go every single year. Right, and that, like, costs money. And yeah. it costs money to get new prescriptions, and you got to get new glasses. And I don't know if you ever wear contacts, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And, like, it was just, like, so much money. I mean, it was, like, the, that was the time when I got the Diva Cup and said I'm never going to wear a tampon again. Because it's just, like... Yeah. It's the way the system gets you, man.
0: <laughs> Wait, do you still? Uh, I mean, that maybe that's digging too much, but like, do you still
1: wear the diva? No. Yes, I've um, never done it. I would recommend it to anybody. Okay. Do you? Well, it depends, because some people don't like to have things in their vaginas, and that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean this is like true, yeah, yeah. you know. And so if if you're one of those folks, then then it's maybe not the thing for you. And I'm glad they have thanks now, but um, I'm so used to my my cup that I i'm not that interested in those um but yeah no i mean it's it's sort of the same thing where well first of all it doesn't give you toxic shock syndrome right you know because you're not shoving a bleached piece of cotton into your vagina and letting it rot there like you know like this just doesn't sound like the greatest idea so but you know it uh and you buy it once and it costs like 40 bucks but then you you have it for 10 years Yeah. yeah exactly it ends up, I mean, it literally ends up costing you, like, $4 a year or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, like, as it's opposed $4 to, like, a month at least. At least yeah. I mean, I I, really, I feel like I used to spend, like, 15 or something like that. It was, yeah, like, nuts. Yeah. But, so, yeah. So, anyway, I recommend those. Nice. Yeah.
0: I talked to my mom about this, and she's always like, Kinese, that's not a thing. Like, stop it. Because I've always hoped that, like, they would design a thing wherein you could, like, turn your uterus off until you wanted to use it.
1: T I isn't that what that does? Like the insertable
0: thing? Yeah. But like I so a lot of chicks still have their period when they have that. Is or that
1: true? Like a lighter
0: period but a period still.
1: Okay, I, I've heard from folks and I I have never done that because it sounds like medieval torture to me, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> there's the one you do on your arm and then there's like it's like a piece of copper and they like put it in there and like
1: Yeah, there's there well there's um there's an an injection I know yeah. that's supposed to stop your period or something. Yeah. yeah, but or maybe it's like you only have it every three months. Okay. And then there's okay. um but then there's the UTI and I think there's two kinds. There's one that's hormonal okay. and it's still and it stands for intrauterine device or UT intrauterine something. Uh, UTD, uh, intra- U T D uh U IUD. IUD. UTI is, is urinary yes, tract okay, infection. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So obviously I am a doctor. <laughs> no, so yeah. It's a IUD. 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 See, I don't use these things. But uh it's intrauterine device and like one of them has so hormones.
0: Can
1: I an explosion. An
0: explosion. It's like
1: an explosive. Oh, an IED. Okay. Improvised explosive device. <laughs> okay. Wait, okay, yeah. Cool. Okay. That's an important <laughs> distinction. Yeah. I was like, I don't want Yeah, yeah, you don't want that vagina. in your vagina. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but so as far as I'm aware, there's one that's just like a piece of copper that they stick in there yeah. and then you don't have your period and you don't have a baby because what? because I think I think from what I understand, the science is like your body's like, there's a piece of copper in your uterus. <laughs> we can't have a baby there. <laughs>
0: they're just like what are you doing there's copper
1: turn it off turn it off there's copper in there we can't make one it'll be all fucked up just turn it off like i think that's what happened so that's
0: (laughs) in this in this uh this little uh audio play that we've just done how old is
1: this uterus? Um <laughs> I think she's in her twenties but she smokes. Okay. <laughs> she's a very old lady. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, well uterus I mean I feel like the uterus would have to be old for her age. Yeah. She's seen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: oh. <laughs> like the uterus is, it's nice to have but also like yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to
1: just consist of that and just be like this bleeding, angry thing. Yeah, I mean I just I, I like I said, I know a lot of, of people with periods who are very empowered by IUDs. the um, Ds. Um and so I, I I respect their experience, but to me that sounds like a thing I never want to do in my body. <laughs> like I could I could barely even handle birth control. I was like, uh, this this doesn't feel right. Like this is this is terrible. <laughs>
0: I tried, it didn't work for me. Not like when I say it didn't work for me, I didn't have a good experience, not like
1: I was pregnant all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it worked for me in that it I didn't get pregnant, but I was also like psychotic about like just being safe yeah. when I was uh, when I was having sex with men, like but no, one of the best parts about being a lesbian is not having to worry about it. <laughs> or at least sleeping with women, whatever. Um <laughs> identity is <Yes>. complicated. I- <laughs>
0: It's not like I'm worried about saying the wrong thing, but I don't want to make any assumptions, so I tend to just, like, be very general.
1: Like when talking to other people about their identity or about...
0: Like, well, I imagine that they would tell me what, like, how they wanted to be addressed yeah. and, like, how they would describe their experience. But, like, yeah, if I'm just, like, hey, we're talking about so-and-so, I'm, like, I am using
1: the most yeah. generic descriptors I can I that. think that that is, that is very, very good. Very <laughs> <laughs> good, because I was, like, is that bad like... Is more that I should know? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if you're, if there's a reason you need to, like, tell somebody, like, if there's a reason you need to be like, this person who identifies as this gender and uses these pronouns, and, you know, identifies as this sexual orientation or, you know what I mean? Like if for whatever reason, I mean, I think that you can like ask them, you know, or, or find out. But I think that it's in general from at least the circles I run in, it's pretty good to like, to not assume how somebody identifies, you know?
0: (laughs) When you say the circles you run in, do you want to elaborate on that?
1: Gay, (laughs) queer, no, like just the queer, like, you know, like social justice, warrior circles generally hope i maybe i don't know yeah like because there's a lot of you know with with the ongoing national conversation about you know gender and yeah. and trans people and who gets to identify as trans and how people identify as trans you know i think that there's a lot of people who want to jump to thinking oh I get I get how that works I get this if you look like this you must be yeah. xyz but that's not a lot of people's experience so and I'm speaking just specifically about gender right now mm-hmm. I mean or sexuality because um, that's what I think about all the time but you know like I think that like I mean I jokingly refer to myself as a lesbian but like I if it, it It depends on who I'm talking to and what we're talking about, you know, um, like how I would identify like my sexuality because I definitely am more on the pansexual spectrum um, in general. But like, you know, day to day, like I live with a woman and, you know, people perceive me to be a woman and, you know, we... ah, go to P town and you know what i mean like i don't know whatever like we're we're stereotypical you know in a lot of ways so like, we're looking at adopting a rescue dog you know like <laughs> so like you know like it's easy to Identify as a lesbian because, again, it like does some of that social work, yeah. you know. But like, if if we're really getting down to it, um, if 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 the conversation requires it, I would I would say like, oh well, actually, I identify as gender pr- uh, fluid and I prefer they them pronouns, and I'm I identify as pansexual. But that's not really necessary for me in my life most of the time, Right. you know. Got it. That's cool. It's like it's something that I you say that you think about
0: it all the time. I feel like I have. Th- Kind of the luxury of, like, not really thinking about it very much. So that's it's nice to hear, like, the layers with which you can go into it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, like, that... I I think you can think about that with sort of any sort of... Like, when you say, oh, I have the luxury of not thinking about it that much. I mean, with any... Group where there are you know the privileged and the marginalized you can say that like I I think about that with race a lot where I'm like oh I have the luxury of just being able to turn it off or log off or whatever um and it's really valuable for me to get to hear people who you know are people of color talk about like I mean just all of the levels you know which it permeates their existence and, and you know, experience and, and society and all of this stuff. Um, so it's really valuable, I think, for everybody to have conversations <laughs> and sing kumbaya <laughs> and play together. I don't know. But no, I'm just, yeah, it's, I mean, I've, I've thought about it a lot because it's like intrinsic to my experience in the world, basically. Um, Where do
0: you find... Like outside of like, hey, I'm at a party with my friends, or like I'm like just chilling in a smaller social gathering. Where do you find is the most or the most comfortable, and then I guess the most fruitful place to have those conversations
1: about? Like, yeah, I'm afraid of the bee for you. I'm afraid. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you. I'm sure. Sorry. Okay, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I've I've been
0: stung once, and it was in a bathroom, like oh, no. on my collarbone, <laughs> like. It was really weird. Okay, I've never, okay. um, um, so, like, I've, I I don't know why I'm like as like. Not allergic, right? No, I just freeze up if they're around.
1: No, I do. I'm I'm such a baby about bees. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> like, sorry, I just burped again. It's because I drank this beer. But no, I'm such a baby about bees. I'm like, I'm not even cool. I'm like, ah. Okay. Okay. So wait. What? Well, Where is the most fruitful place to have conversations about like privilege and stuff? Yeah. For me, well definitely the internet no I'm just kidding (laughs) I was like that is I if you have found a place where that is good I would love to hear about it no um I mean honestly I think that among friends or you know like people who respect each other has been the most fruitful I mean especially like with which is easier said than done sometimes because um especially in my experience if people have been in situations where they felt attacked a lot, mm-hmm. they try to avoid those situations, right. so they tend to like self select and come into a bubble more and more mm-hmm. which i've which i've done and like i've seen other people do, so sometimes that can not facilitate those discussions, right. you know what I mean but you know, like, I've been in, especially in, like, a community, like, where people are all drawn together for, like, the love of the same thing. Like, for instance, when I was heavily involved in the slam poetry scene, Mm -hmm. we could have a lot of really, I think, important discussions because we were all drawn together by this thing that united us, that we loved, and it was just literally all people from all different walks of life, from all abilities, from all, you know, types of all, all sorts, you know? Like, um... All sorts of marginalization, all sorts of privilege, all together doing this piece of art, you know uh and because we you know respected each other based on something that wasn't you know uh, our our signifiers yeah. you know i th- I think it it was easier to to listen in a way maybe I don't know uh but I think just in any situation where you're actually forced to, to talk to people and, and like see them as humans and like I'm I'm talking about myself too because like I it's very easy for me to like look at like a, a bro dude or whatever yeah. and be like oh I'm not even gonna fucking try with that guy yeah. you know like I, I'm just gonna avoid that shit you know right. but if you're in a situation where you actually have to talk to that person as a human and yeah. figure out where they're coming from it can be helpful to both of you, but it takes a lot of energy is the thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not always worth it. Like, yeah. like I mean, and, and like you know, you don't always need to be like the the educator, you know. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I've been seeing like more stuff lately where it's like, you know, maybe we just don't need to engage with those people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like maybe they can figure it out on their own. So, you know, I mean, there are resources on
0: the internet they can
1: find. Them. Exactly. You can Google this stuff now. Like I don't need to, you know, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is helpful to, um, to be in physical space with people, you know, in a, in a low stakes situation where you're just talking one-on-one or group on group or whatever. Um, I think that that, that really does help open people's eyes. And I actually do think that the internet helps, too. Like, people are like, oh, blah, 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 Facebook status never changed anybody's mind. But I've, like, literally seen Facebook conversations where somebody's like, blah, 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 no, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody's like, but this and this and this. And they're like, oh, I never thought of it that way, you know. And maybe it's not like okay, they're totally changed as a person, but that little bit of, you know, they would have maybe never seen that if it weren't for the Internet because they are in a bubble and, you know, they wouldn't get that exposure to that conversation. So the Internet is not all bad. Not all bad, no. No, it's mostly bad, but there's there's some slivers of hope. Yeah,
0: I agree with
1: that. All right, so we are coming up on the hour. Uh,
0: before we sign off, what are some projects that we can look forward to from you? Oh
1: gosh, um, well, gosh. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm writing a lot of new stuff right now. Some, uh, some, uh, like, like fiction, more fantasy sort of stuff. I'm not sure when that's going to be out, but it will be out eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be producing uh, the Sailor Moon Shoujo Spectacular what? this this winter, <laughs> as I always do. Are you a Sailor Moon fan?
0: Uh, I watched it every day as I got ready for school.
1: Yes. I um, Every year, uh, my my friend uh, Mix Macabra and I are, are going to be, I think this is our fourth year of doing it. Wow. Um, it's great fun. It's, you know, for fans. And I dress as Sailor Mars every year. And <laughs> and um, it's always hosted by Queen Beryl and it's just really 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 good and it's gonna be at Oberon it's I think the 29th of December so it's right it's like the the Thursday between Christmas and New Year's so it's a really good like holiday time but not but like in the lull period yeah when everyone's like not really going to work and like yeah so um I'm really excited about it it's been great every year um I'm going to be. Uh, premiering a couple of new music videos for songs that I wrote what? about. Yeah, I wrote. I I, I have these uh, these songs that I wrote about the Gay Sailor Moon characters, um, and I usually I perform them live. Um, but this year I'm creating I'm creating recordings of them and making music videos, and I think I'm gonna premiere those there. Right. Um, I'm excited. I am too. So um, you'll hear that, and there's other goodness. All right coming yes <laughs> yeah, but other than that i mean i'm uh I'm honestly working on working on writing new projects and I don't have set things other than that coming up. So, okay. I'm I'm kind of I, I had a I had a big summer full of yeah. full of I also went to spider Cult. Oh yeah. That was great. Um we're we're talking about bringing that back as well, but but it, we need a we need a little break. That was a lot of that was a lot of work. <laughs> so, um you know, that that will hopefully be back in okay. some shape or form nice. um in the future. But again, we don't have set dates and um you know, like the hope is if we bring it back that it'll be bigger and better. So oh. you know, like we we don't want to half-ass it. Right. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Other than that, I'm I'm just working on writing and uh and teaching yoga. Cool. I do a queer yoga class. At, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, on um at Samara Yoga in Davis Square, close Friday to you. The yeah, the first Friday of every month which was last night and will be October 7th at 7.30 p.m. I do a queer yoga class and it's super fun and it's all levels and everybody's really nice and we have a really great just it's just for people who want to practice in an explicitly queer positive like queer inclusive space because I know that a lot of yoga spaces feel very heteronormative to a lot of folks so I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's all I'm doing. (laughs) Great.
0: That's great. Guys, go to the yoga event. Uh, Before we wrap up completely, I'm going to ask you what I ask everybody at the end. What's something that people who are listening, who, like, have seen your stuff or, like, talked to you around town would be surprised to learn about you?
1: Oh, gosh. Something that people would be surprised to learn about me. I... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. This. I'm so bad at this. I feel like I feel like I have no filters, so I don't know if there's anything that people would be surprised to learn about me. I have pet rats, but people know that because I put that on the internet. No, people know. Okay, um, I. I feel I. I feel like I fart a lot. Really? Yeah, I feel like I fart a lot, but I mean, I, maybe it's just a normal amount. Yeah, like how, yeah that, that makes me go, cool. yeah, like how much do you
0: think normal people fart and how much do you fart more than that? I don't know. I just It just feels like
1: I fart a lot because <laughs> I don't know. Like, see, and that's the thing is because we don't talk about how much yeah. we fart. Like, we always try to hide it, so I don't actually know how much I fart because, like, I read this thing that was like – oh, you know, normal people fart ten times a day. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know, but, like, there are some days when I know I fart way more yeah, than that. Yeah. Like, like, and I think it just depends, but, like, there are some days where it's, like, way, way more than that. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? And, <laughs> you know. No, no. Ten times? That's,
0: like, yeah, that's...
1: I mean, like, on a really good day, maybe, like, like where everything's working well, and I, like, ate really well, and I don't know, but, like, there are some days where yeah. it's not, it's not pretty, and, <laughs> like... <laughs> like and so and then I'm like oh what's wrong with me but um and like also I realize too that I don't really notice when other people fart like yeah like when other people fart like I I, I sort of notice sometimes I'm like oh I smell something weird and I'm like oh that's weird but I'm not like somebody farted you know but like when I fart I'm like oh god everybody knows I've ruined everything like this is
0: (laughs) Has anyone mentioned your farts to you?
1: Only once, so... <laughs> but they didn't know it was me. That Like, okay. it was just, like, a situation where I farted really badly, and... And I was like, maybe nobody noticed. And then later, somebody who was in that room was like, did you smell that fart in there? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you idiot. That's exactly what somebody who farted would say. I was like, that's what anyone would say. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that what that was? <laughs> but then I was like, no. <laughs> that, was a, that was a special day, though. Like, there was some farts going on that day. It was, I don't know what I ate, but it did not, it did not appreciate with me. If I eat vegetables, like, I have to just acknowledge that's going to happen. Yeah, it's, like, I've realized that if I eat, like, just... And I'm vegan, Mm -hmm. so, like, there's sometimes when I eat a lot of vegetables. But it is, like, if I eat a lot of vegetables on their own without, like, some mitigating force, like, some bread or some, like, other stuff, it's just, like... It's over. Yeah. Just don't even come near me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's normal or
0: <laughs> I think that's pretty normal because it's like, that's why they have um, beano. Like, <laughs> like it's like, because you ate beans or something that grew out of the ground and then uh, you need this.
1: Right. Yeah. But so, but see, that feels, because it feels like vegetables are healthy, so that shouldn't make you fart. So, I don't know. Maybe we're supposed to be farting way more than ten times a day. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably it's healthy. Yeah.
0: There you go. Because yeah. like, uh, some people I know poop like once a day, but like when you eat tons of vegetables, you poop way more than that. So maybe it's not that we should be pooping once a day. We shouldn't be farting ten times a day. We should be pooping multiple times a day and farting a lot.
1: Yeah, th- I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> thank you for supporting my thesis. Yes, <laughs> thank you for positing it. I um I hope that was personal enough for what people would be surprised about. I think it was. You're... you're, you're You come off as a classy lady around town. To learn that you're farting (laughs) off a storm is uh... for the place, just constantly. It's like, it's bad. I farted ten times right now. No, actually I didn't. I didn't fart the whole time we were up here, so, you know. We're in the wind. You wouldn't know, I know, so who knows? It's a a mystery. (laughs) I just wish people talked about their farts more, because then it would take away the stigma. Everyone does fart. Yeah, Yeah. everyone does. There's a book about that. Well, there's Everyone Poops. I that and then there's The Gas We Pass that's by the same person, I think, really? about farts. Okay. Got check it that out. That person. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we're going to end on The Mystery
0: of Jade's Farts. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Person About Time. Thanks. Bye.
1: Thanks. Bye. <laughs>